When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They talk about your TV like nobody else. Whenever they're talking shows, we are overwhelmed. The facts that King Rod and Josh are back seven hills on post show. Oh oh, recaps they're so dutiful. Like there are forty thousand TV shows, it is actually closer to twenty thousand shows. And King Rod and Josh are back here to tell you it shows. Oh oh. Are so freaking beautiful and which shows are kind of dumb and dutiful. Yeah, that's right, everybody. Rob and Josh are back to talk about TV with you here on Post Show Recaps and RHAP. I'm Josh. I am joined here by Rob. Rob, welcome back. I am here, father. Father. Yes, I'm just making this fan cam of Josh Wiggler, and let me upload it real quick. Oh, my God. With no context, that sounds honestly great. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. there are not enough Josh Wiggler fan cams out there, personally mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there should be, a be bunch more, of, because you are, gotta... you are father, and uh, I'm, I'm, e- I'm eating it up, and there's no crumbs. I believe that I am actually dad is how I'm referred to, but uh, we are the podcasters with our your feet father always on your necks uh, mm-hmm. is how I was going to introduce ourselves. This sounds very, very strange to anybody who did not watch this past week's Saturday Night Live hosted by The Last of Us star Pedro Pascal, which is one He's of everywhere. the things that we are talking about here on the podcast today rob has also caught up on the last of us through episode four so we'll get some takes there and so much more here on the rob and josh show which you can subscribe to when you go and search by url with our rss link postshowrecaps.com slash rob and josh and of course uh, just hit subscribe some ratings and reviews greatly appreciated as well uh rob uh many adventures since last we we spoke everything's good you've been i've been Disney-fied. to the north i've been to the south <laughs> uh, i've been all over how are you doing you really did like sort of like travel by map game of thrones season seven and eight style i feel like over the last couple of uh weeks you were all, I'm over, all over the place i'm yeah. all over yeah uh-huh. so yeah very um, it, you know very happy it, to be back here with you though is it true that you went to pandora I did. I did visit um, the Avatar world in the Animal Kingdom, and uh, that was a was place that? that I went to. That was a place. <laughs> you didn't like the Hallelujah Mountains? If that's what they're called. That's what they're yeah. called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a that's a thing. They really went all in on Avatar world. Do they have people uh, like dressed up as the as the avatars? The Honestly, Navi? if they did, they, I didn't see any. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, I saw a big blue woman playing a bongo uh, at one point uh, on a very slow moving boat ride at uh-huh. one point. But other than that, I mean, um, I, I just uh, like I really just I can't believe they went all in on the Pandora. 
Yeah, they did. I mean, the movie has uh, taken off. Uh, I don't have the latest box office. But they number. did this before that movie took off. It's because they knew. They were did like, this is know? a good bet. This is a good bet. In 2023, people are going to be all in on, on Avatar. Mm -hmm. uh, it still feels like, you know, even with all of the money. Like, does everyone still talk about Avatar? We have we moved on to other things? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It does feel like uh, The Last of Us is more the cultural conversation right now. That could be my my my. Don't want to go to The Last of Us stretches. world though. No. Um, what Makes would a Pandora look like? A walk in the park. What would a a, a Cordyceps theme park look like? Uh, I, I don't. I kind of a little bit like Pandora, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Like I saw like a giant like rotting turnip, like. Uh... <laughs> What is this? Uh, why are people want to take pictures next to this glowing, uh, yeah. rotten turnip? The glowing piece of the rock. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go to Last of Us World. I think I would sooner go to Avatar World. Avatar finally uh, knocked down by uh, by uh, by M Night Shyamalan. Oh, uh, I think it's an eighty for Brady. No, a knock at the cabin. A knock at the cabin mm -hmm. took the throne uh, at the box office. Can this you believe M Night's still out there? He's still He's out still there. doing the thing, still doing the thing, a uh, really endearing person in the interviews. I think I've had yes. the pleasure uh, of speaking with him a couple of times. Did you uh, watch old Josh? I really wanted to watch old. I haven't yet. I haven't done old yet. I would really like to do old. It's I did, on streaming. Yeah, I did see knock at the cabin. I did go in. I did, checked did it you out. like it? Um, <laughs> does the old guy still got it? Uh, and by uh, that, I mean the guy who made old, who yeah. made old. Yeah, well, uh, no, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think I did, but I appreciate that he's always going for something. He's always going for something. Mm -hmm. uh, it's apparently based based on a book, and uh, somehow the the book is like even uh, more sinister than the than the yeah. Than the movie. So not get the cabin. You say uh, no good. Yeah, uh, it's funny though because on The Last of Us right now, there's lots of knock knock jokes. I feel like yeah. uh, happening in the Last of Us universe. Uh, so we are not talking about a knock at the cabin that's been featured on Post Show Recaps Theater with Grace and Ariel. We've got a lot to talk about this time. First up front, why don't we just tell people what we're going to do next week so that we can get ahead of that and everybody can get the information in their ears. We're going to do a mailbag episode of the Rob and Josh show. We haven't done one of those yet. What are you all watching out there? What are you liking? What's happening in your TV and mm -hmm. movie world? We'd like to know about that. You have TV and movie questions for Rob and myself or any podcast questions for the two of us. Hit us up. No, uh, I don't we... claim to have any answers. There's no guarantee of questions. answers. Yeah. No guarantee of answers. Uh, a guarantee of fun and shenanigans, but no guarantee of answers. Maybe we should you, just watch old. I mean, I would watch old in case like we get no mail <laughs> and Maybe. we have to that have might something be to talk up. about. Yeah. That's my solemn vow to you. I will have watched old by the time we mm -hmm. get back together for the podcast next week. Um, we got a Google form. We've got a form you can fill out if you want to ask us questions. Go to postshowrecaps.com slash ask Rob and Josh. That's postshowrecaps.com slash Rob and Josh. It's a clunky one. Uh, is there a shorter URL you think uh, we should be going for? Should be postshowrecaps.com slash old could also get you to the Google form, Rob. 
No, I think we could just uh, ask Rob and Josh. I, right. I think you got it. All right. I wonder what postrecaps.com slash old. I'm sure we'll get a lot of questions from the Discord, right? Yeah, we yeah. probably will. So make sure that you're sending your stuff in uh, either via Discord. You can add us on Twitter as well. Or you can send in that Google form, postrecaps.com slash ask Rob mm-hmm. and Josh. Do you have Rob, any questions for me regarding I, that I am in uh, Groundhog Week? I do. I feel like that once upon a time, I feel like that you said, oh, count me in for Groundhog Week. Did I, I say that. that? Did I say that? When did I say that? I feel like you were very pro the idea um, of Groundhog Week, where I am watching the movie Groundhog Day every day. And yeah. not just podcasting about it every day. Watching, I got to get off this and watch Groundhog Day again. No, so. let me add, let, I do have a question. Yeah. Now, are, are you saying that? Like, is that like your public position that you're getting off the podcast and you're watching Groundhog Day? Or like, are you not actually going to watch Groundhog Day every single day? No, I'll watch it every day. Really, I mean, you will? Is it going to be my first screen experience uh, every <laughs> single day? Or am I going to have it on while like uh, the rest of my life is happening? I think I don't have a choice. Sure. Yeah. I think you're, the rest of your life is going to make some decisions for you. It's midweek into Rob and Akiva and Eric Stein watch Groundhog Day every single day. Um, yeah. How's that going? So far, you, so good. You yeah. okay? It's only you day three. Right? It's only day three. Yeah. Is it well, true that Akiva, Akiva wanted, wanted to, to do this do, for a year? He, first, he wanted to do it for a month. And I said, Akiva, I, I don't think. That, and then once he knew I didn't want to do it for a month, then he, I think he was doing a bit of like, uh, I'll do it for a year. Yeah. Like, we can't get you to do the weekly podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, we can't get you to come on here once a week. You're going to do this every day. Yeah. Um, so, but like he a, wanted a month of ground. Groundhog month might have actually been the series finale of Renat. I, I just didn't think that the listeners want to come with us on that journey. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that a week is a, a week is fine. A week is fine. Uh, are you like picking up new things from the movie every single yeah, time you, you check do. it out? I think you, you could watch, you know, go back and watch it. Um, and, and then because I think that uh, I have not been taking like copious notes like we didn't like, you know, kill it the first time. So uh-huh. I think it's like, oh, wait, no, no, I, I wanted to talk about this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How is my plenty of di- diversions also? Uh, who's the uh, Ned Ryerson? Uh, mm-hmm. Is that the guy who uh, is always like it's me, Stephen Ned Tobolowski, Ryerson, yeah, Tobolowski. Yeah. Have you ever listen to his podcast, The Tobolowski? No, I know Files? he's been uh, podcasting for a very long time. Yeah, decade plus at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, people getting their Ned Ryerson fill uh, and not getting quite enough of their Phil? Ned Ryerson fill. Uh, he's got a podcast. Josh, Josh Wiggler. <laughs> That's me from post show recaps. Remember I, me? I do think if I got Groundhog Dayed in a situation where that was happening every single day, uh, I would break at a certain point. I would mm-hmm. break. I do think I would break. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have your worst day that you could imagine being Groundhog Dayed, Rob? The one that you would have to relive over and over again? Hmm. Um, like a comical answer, ideally. I don't want to get too it's yeah, morning too dark. early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably just like uh, any day that I wake up with like a migraine headache um, mm. and have to like uh, Most still days. do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Most so. days. Most days anymore. Yeah. The beach I, I feel that like makes the you worst old. would be like some of like the worst <laughs> hangovers I've ever had. Um, uh-huh. I feel like that because that's, you know, um, you could wake up uh, like uh, in the movie, you know, okay, I, I could do it like whatever he wants in the town. Imagine waking up with like a killer hangover, uh, yes. like every yeah. every single day or a bad headache. Um, yeah. It's like uh, no matter like you could take the like I got to take some, you know, uh, Advil before I go to bed tonight. It doesn't work. It's like, no, you didn't take no. it on February 1st. 
Yeah, that would be bad. That'd be tough. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. good luck in your continued adventures through uh, the Bill Murray classic Groundhog Day. Uh, say hi to Andy McDowell for me and everybody else who is part of that cinematic experience. Universe. Sure. Uh, Bob Dylan, uh, like everybody else. I just want to know, isn't he in it? Doesn't he have a song in it? Or is it somebody else's that has the song in it? Uh, what's the song that plays every time he wakes up? Isn't it? It's, is it uh, not Bob so, Dylan? I Got You, Babe. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe okay. you're getting Vanilla Sky confused. No, I with... just get uh, babe texted so often that I try to block it out of my mm-hmm. uh, out of my head at this point. Um, yeah. All right, so today we are we are back together for the first time in a couple of weeks. We had the great Davey Rickenbacker on the mm-hmm. podcast a couple of weeks ago to talk about finally to get Davey's takes not just on The Last of Us but also on. The Walking Dead, uh, Walking Dead super fan Davey Rickenbacker. He posted some of the video online too. It's pretty fun uh, if you want to check out what Davey's got going on. Uh, We missed the podcast last week. We were supposed to have a pretty uh, exciting special guest, but it uh, alas did not come. Pedro Pascal. Well, he was busy. He was busy. Mm -hmm. He had some other stuff to do as Pedro Pascal was the host of Saturday Night Live this past week. I thought, Rob, you know what? Let's watch that thinking that like, I don't know that The Last of Us was really your thing. And I was probably being a bad friend by inflicting a midseason check in on you. And I feel uh, like I should have just been like, hey, I should listen to my friend's body language that maybe he doesn't want to go to the Cordyceps apocalypse. But you watched it all anyway. You did it. You yeah, watched, I got watched through four. I got caught up. Uh, I have to say, well, especially like I podcast so much with Mike. Uh, and Mike really was raving about the third episode of yes. uh, the 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 Last of Us uh, a long, long time. And uh, you know, Mike talked about how it was. He was the, raving you know, what, for a long, long time. He, he was raving for a long, long time. Said it was like the best episode of television that he's seen. And so uh, I did want to catch up and uh, and watch that. And I could say that I, too, very much enjoyed uh, episode three of uh, The Last of Us. I thought that that yeah. was really, really great. I, I loved it. Um, you know, it has stayed with me. It has been, you know, something I've been, uh, you know, thinking about since I watched it. And so uh, really just uh, a, gr- a great job. by. Isn't, it was um, nice to see a, a Murray Bartlett who somehow oh, was like sure. less I troubled in the apocalypse than he was in the Didn't even know it was him until hotel. like towards the end of, yeah. uh, oh, the, oh, that's our, that's our mom. Um, yeah. So yeah, Murray Bartlett and Nick Offerman, who's always great. And so um, no, I, I really, really loved that episode. Yeah, uh, I think that it is the episode that I have yet to see somebody in like my circle anyway who had that episode hyped up for them and then didn't also feel like, no, it was worth hyping up. Uh, That hasn't happened yet. I do think that this is going to be the episode that if if The Last of Us has a better episode than that, then uh, Mm -hmm. wow, that's going to be impressive. Uh, It's almost a little daunting that like if it's like if Lost trotted out the constant with their third episode uh like how do you how do you go past that how do you how do you get higher than this and i Mm -hmm. think episode four probably was like it was it was a really fun episode of the show in a lot of ways and it's cool to see joel and ellie together finally and uh like the the joke book is fun but it's sort of a a tough act to follow episode tough act to follow yeah Yeah. yeah. so yeah I, i really loved uh episode three i felt like it was almost like a twilight zone like uh you know standalone episode which which i really enjoyed and then you know, uh, episode four, you know, we're back back to 
uh the regular show right uh there's been some fun uh discourse on the internet of like uh nick offerman as bill spends like two decades taking pristine care of his truck joel Mm -hmm. has it for five minutes and crashes it immediately uh Mm -hmm. so i feel like some of like the the fallout of this episode and how it gets played like bill and frank's stuff gets to go along the journey with joel and ellie and like you leave episode three and that's kind of a nice thing that their legacy lives on, uh, not their Subaru legacy. I don't know what kind of truck they're driving, uh, but their truck gets crashed in episode four and uh, Joel and Ellie lose all of their things. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of sad. I guess uh, we're not defined by our things, right? Is that the lesson here? Yeah. Was that, is that what we're supposed to take away from I don't it? Know. Um, I don't know. So, I mean, they stopped in Kansas City. Kansas City's really gone to hell. I don't know if that's a bad wow. omen for uh, yeah. Sunday. Yeah, so Kansas City's in the Super Bowl. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and did you see that The Last of Us is not competing with the Super Bowl, Rob? Uh, that uh, people may not know this, uh, but The Last of Us, which normally airs on Sundays, on Sunday nights on HBO in that prestigious spot, while it will be there on Sunday nights, it will also be uh, coming your way earlier on Friday night on HBO and HBO Max to avoid the Super Bowl. On HBO proper. I think so. Yeah. I think so. At the very least, it'll be on HBO On Demand and HBO Max. It might just be that. Yeah, um, I thought that was interesting of uh, of a time slot to uh, put that on. I guess that, you know, HBO does program Friday nights. That's where, like, Nathan uh, or or the rehearsal, uh, I feel like, was uh-huh. on Friday nights. Yeah. Um, you know, they have, like, uh, you know, Bill Maher. And, like, uh, so they do have, like, programming uh that you they know goes down on to mondays too uh mm-hmm. hbo i think that they just don't want to like go up against the super bowl super bowl is and yeah. also there's this there's this uh you know compelling story that's been happening in the meta of the last of us where every episode has been building on the audience every episode is the new highest viewed episode i think it's up to seven and a half million viewers for episode four at this point so it's a show that's that's growing that stat's gonna get uh uh is a side tackled. I don't know. It's going to help side it, tackle. It's going to get footballed uh, on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. If it goes up against the sacked. Super Bowl. How about sacked. That? Thanks. Yeah. Too bad your ass got sacked. Uh, yes, <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. So uh, I think, I think wanna, Friday uh, night was a choice though. Um, I wonder if like uh, what went into, you know, Friday night versus Monday night. Yeah, I think maybe Monday night would have made sense, but maybe it's like uh, they don't Valentine's want... Day Eve. Ooh, yeah. Uh, well, they should have uh, waited for episode three for Valentine's Day Eve. I feel like was the... mm-hmm. unless there's a more romantic episode of The Last of Us coming up. Yeah, I don't think so. No uh, Monday Night Football. It feels like that Monday night would have. Been... I don't know, but I don't know if HBO has like a Monday night uh, show that they would have that would have been preempting. You know what I think is really funny and shady is that The Last of Us is doing everything that they can to accommodate the Super Bowl viewers to get out of the way. But they were like, nah, but we could beat the Grammys. We can go up against the Grammys and it's not going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also the finale is going to air against the Oscars, Rob. Yeah. Uh, Josh, th- if they're getting 7 million viewers, I think that's probably more than the Grammys and then uh, probably more than the Oscars. Too. Yeah, what was the Oscar viewers for, let's say, for 2022? How many people tuned in live? Uh, 15.36 million Americans oh, watched right. the Academy Awards. Okay, so 12, uh, 12 uh, million viewers for the Grammys. So, okay. So, so right. the Grammys still did more. Yeah, but it's still a kind of embarrassing, right? Because you have to pay to get the HBO separate 
separately and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, since your zombie mushroom show is doing that much damage against your award show, I feel like if I'm the award show, I feel kind of bad about that. Uh, mm-hmm. So Super Bowl would obliterate The Last of Us. Uh, so I, I understand maybe trying to get out of the shadow of, of that. Um, so general vibes, though, uh, episode three was was really good. How are you feeling about like the universe of The Last of Us? Are you are you connecting with it? Otherwise, no. there haven't been a crazy amount of monsters, at least. Yeah, I don't care. Episode two like, was tough. Yeah, episode two was tough. A lot of monsters. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of like just like, you know, driving around and shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't uh, necessarily love all of that, you know, Um Joel and uh the girl Ellie are, yeah. uh, Ellie are fine. Yeah. Um although I saw a picture the other day that said uh, like uh here's uh here's uh Pedro Pascal and uh Bella Ramsey and they're the same age as Leonardo DiCaprio and his girlfriend. I saw that too and I showed that to Emily Fox and we were both pretty upset. We were upset. <laughs> it was upsetting. It was an upsetting thing. Uh for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very upsetting moment. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, yeah because I- because Leo's girlfriend, I don't think, think was born when uh, the like last day of Earth happened. Yeah. No, no, I don't think she was alive quite yet. I think that she's a cordyceps baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, is that like a nepo baby? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got grandfathered into the mushroom apocalypse. Mm-hmm. No one wants to get grandfathered into the mushroom apocalypse. I mean, yeah, she's getting grandfathered in uh, by Leo, right? Uh huh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's horrible. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, Yeah, I think so. What's interesting to me is that episode four of The Last of Us is like the real Joel and Ellie show. And that's sort of what the pitch of the show is, is it's, you know, big Mandalorian energy. It is the the grizzled warrior and the young charge and they're going on an adventure together. Uh, And yet um, I think that this is probably the episode that most people look at as like, I think the weakest of the four would be mm-hmm. would be my guess. It would be like this or episode two would be my my thinking. I still think that it's all been uh, like highly enjoyable and entertaining and, uh, you know, scary and thoughtful and all of that good stuff. But I think if it's the one where um, it's the Joel and Ellie hour and that's the one that's kind of in fourth position, that's maybe not the, the greatest sign. Uh, you know, if you're not gripped by Joel and Ellie yet, I think that that's maybe a little bit of a problem. Yeah, I feel like um, people uh, certainly like the show. I, I just feel like uh, that it's maybe not the greatest sign that the 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 best episode and most celebrated episode of the show is the one that doesn't have them. Was in. the one that just like broke away from Which, everything? Yeah, uh, it, it was a sort of like a um, look. If if I'm watching TV and typically it's like I'm watching a show that's supposed to have Pedro Pascal in it, and I'm getting episodes of the show. That have no Pedro Pascal. I'm like, what is this? The Book of Boba Fett? Uh-huh. Uh, that doesn't always go great. <laughs> Did you end up doing Book of Boba Fett? Did yeah, you talk sure. about this? Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. It didn't go great. It didn't go great. It didn't go Book great, but this one did. This one yeah. did. So. Yes, this one did. This one did indeed. Actually, in, in, ironically enough, the Book of Boba Fett episode that didn't have Boba Fett in it was the one that had Pedro Pascal in it. It was the best episode mm-hmm. of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe Pedro knew. Uh, maybe there was like a little bit of like a timeshare uh, between uh, the shooting of these two things. 
I was thinking that probably much more uh, in your wheelhouse would be checking out Pedro Pascal on Saturday Night Live, or at the very least that since we're doing so much Last of Us coverage on Post Show, we should check in. This is a moment. This is an event. This is Pedro doing SNL. And he's like, you know, he's the Red Viper that we, we loved him on Game of Thrones. He's huge on The Mandalorian, but to his point, like, you don't know what he looks like, so he's just sort of a voice actor walking around. Now he's all of a sudden, like, mega famous again, I think, because of The Last of Us. And I thought that the, you know, the, the like, is the world in which Pedro Pascal was going to host SNL. There's, like, super famous people who've never hosted Saturday Night Live, and Pedro Pascal is, like, just becoming a super famous person. And I felt like the energy that he had there was was really, really fun. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. I, I have not checked out an episode of SNL in a very long time, Rob. I know you used to podcast about well, SNL Well, I week. used to, uh, yeah. Um, I have, you know, certainly, like, uh, fallen off of SNL, like, in the last uh, few years, where I feel like that all through my life, I feel like I was a big, uh, big SNL, SNL guy. guy, and probably, like, in the last, like, uh, eight to ten years, uh, like, I've probably been, uh, more disconnected with it than I've ever been. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think if I had watched another episode uh, this, this season. season. I, I can tell I... you some of the hosts. Yeah. Did you watch the Miles Teller episode? No. Brendan Gleeson? I don't even know who that is. That's the guy from, he's Mad-Eye Moody from Harry Potter. He's uh, Oscar nominated for the Banshees of Innis Sharon. You would know him if you saw him, I okay. think. Uh, you would certainly know the musical guest, uh, Willow. Uh, oh the, yes oh, wow they, 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 they got him snl so woke uh mm-hmm. megan the stallion uh was the host and guest mm-hmm. on october 15th as was jack harlow was the host well i did that famously i saw that because jeff probst uh showed up yeah so you saw that um amy schumer hosted in november dave mm-hmm. Chappelle in november as well mm-hmm. kiki palmer in december Mm-hmm. Um, the Martins, Stephen Short, uh, December. I think 10th. I might have watched that one. Yeah. I think I saw like the inevitable uh, Selena Gomez get on stage yes. and make fun of the olds, uh, the beach that made them old. Uh, Austin Butler and his not yet retired Elvis voice was the host of uh, SNL in December, no. December seventeenth. Um, Aubrey I did Plaza. watch that Elvis movie. Yeah. How'd you feel about the Elvis movie? You know, I, I thought it it stayed with me. I thought it was interesting, but Tom Hanks was uh, too grotesque. It was grotesque. They made, him, they made him too ugly. I didn't. Uh, I didn't check out the. I think I watched the first five minutes of the Elvis movie, and I was like, I'm not in the mood for this. And I stopped mm-hmm. watching it, so I didn't yeah. get to Tom Hanks. All I don't know why they made him was... grew from uh, yeah. the Despicable Me. Wow, Despicable Me. Oh my gosh. Uh, I love I love a Despicable Me uh, name drop. It doesn't happen often enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just went straight to the minions, and we got rid of the. Despicable he made Elvis Me. his minion. Uh huh. <laughs> sure did. He was caught in a trap. Uh huh. Aubrey Plaza uh, was. I think the I saw parts of that one. Of yes. They did. Uh, they did the Black Lotus. I think was the was the White you know, Lotus I, I, sketch. That, that sounds they funny. Did. I didn't yeah. see. I, I think I just uh, ended up. I saw the the weekend update from that on YouTube. Um, Michael B. Jordan uh, was the host, tying back to the Parks and Rec of it all. Yeah, there was Amy Poehler came out. They did. I think that they did straight well, up again, uh, Leslie Offerman. in April. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, so Michael B. Jordan in January, and now it's Pedro Pascal. So you've seen like bits, drips and drabs of mm-hmm. SNL. I cannot remember the last time I watched this on a, a regular basis, and I I hate to be the person who's like I don't know who any of you are 
uh, but I definitely am that person at this point with SNL right now. But yeah. I, I thought that I thought it was a fun episode. I actually I actually mostly really enjoyed myself. Yeah, uh, I thought that there were fun uh, sketches. I think this is also a byproduct of uh, being on the East Coast that I feel like on the on the West Coast, uh, you could catch it at 830. And so uh, that there was a more of a chance that I would see it on a Saturday. Now, if we ever do watch it, uh, Nicole and I will put it on because it's inappropriate uh, a lot of times. Sure. Uh, even though uh, that, uh, you know, there there are times where my kids are like want to see it. I would say that on a Sunday night, like when there's not stuff going on, uh, Nicole and I might, you know, put it on at like, you know, nine o'clock. But usually and that's and that's appointment TV, usually Sunday night. Yeah, uh, it's hard to compete with the Sunday night time spot. Uh, mm-hmm. Emily and I watched it on Hulu uh, the previous evening, uh, and it was nice to not have uh, commercial breaks. It was a mm-hmm. quick SNL. We were yeah. in and out, and it was like an hour-long commitment. That wasn't so bad. Yeah, well, how do you want to talk about an episode of SNL? Okay, so I wrote down all of the sketches. Uh, I've got everything that happened uh, as far as like the actual what happened, and if I wrote notes about it, then that was probably a good sign mm-hmm. that there was something to talk about and then if i had nothing to say that was probably bad bad uh so the let's go through it because some people probably didn't watch it so we'll just tell everybody what happened uh so it began the the cold open was the chinese balloon uh and bowen yang is the chinese balloon mm-hmm. and is complaining about having been shot down uh rob that's the issue uh mm-hmm. yeah I just feel like sometimes when they do the like cable news cold open, sometimes they just pick like a nothing burger, like yes. per, like host to like, like it's like, we're just phoning it in. We're not doing an impression of the host. This is, this is just uh like Katie Tur. Sure. Like it's at that point, just make it like uh, a, like um, a made up person. This was written on the day. This was written. This was probably like the, when the sketch aired, it was probably like five hours old at most. Uh, Cause I believe that it was, wasn't it shot down on Saturday as yes. well? Uh, well I, I flew out of, I know uh, I was going gonna... to airport and I didn't realize I got, I got out just before they were shutting down our airspace just in time uh, with the balloon. I, yeah. I wish I could, I have seen it from my house. Apparently all you had to do was look up. Uh, what did you have? Don't look up. That's what Leo look says. Up. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, that's what Leo says to, yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, did you have any feelings about the balloon, Josh? Have you talked about the balloon? Not really. Uh, I didn't have major feelings about the balloon. Uh, same shit, different day and hour cordyceps apocalypse. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's all terrible. Yeah. Uh, I like I th- the joke about the West Coast defense against balloons. The yeah, space the space needle. needle. That, that, was that was funny. Yeah, um, I like that. Um, I, th- I, th- I think... Uh, I'm a sucker for you put somebody in like an oversized suit and like a very clear green screen background and Bo and Yang as the balloon, just the sight gag was ridiculous. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's very funny. I think he's really great. Uh, yes. Um, he's done a lot of bits on SNL for, uh, you know, the little bit that I've seen that I feel like that he has played like uh, inanimate objects often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, um, was he a glacier uh, that he's <laughs> he's done like uh, that? I think that's one of his uh, characters is just like uh, they pay, make him be an inanimate object. Incredible. Uh, yeah, I thought that he was really fun. Uh, so we go from that to uh, to the monologue. 
Pedro Pascal was wearing this uh, amazing uh, purple pirate shirt. This was like very oh. uh, Jerry puffy Seinfeld's shirt? Uh, yeah. puffy shirt. I felt like mm-hmm. it had, like you could you could like feel through the TV screen what that shirt would feel like. Uh, I felt like very wow. soothing to the to the touch. I didn't pay uh, a lot of close attention. It was to very. His it shirt. was like it was like flowy. It felt light. It seemed like the fabric was probably light. It had like kind of like a, like a little like a, almost like a like a boat like a like a knot and like a tie type of feel to it. But it was all the same color purple. It was a bold pick. I couldn't rock such a shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't really get away with with purple, although I do love my purple pants hoodie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan of that one. Um, they looked great. And he had, uh, you know, he had some jokes, but I felt like his monologue was more sincere than jokey. Uh, I really did feel like Pedro Pascal was like, I can't believe I'm here. Uh, like that was sort of the the energy. Like he he got choked up at one point being like, you know, talking to his, his family at home in Chile. Uh, and he just seems like such a nice person. That was my takeaway from a lot of this was Pedro Pascal seems great. Seems like a nice guy. Um, he talked about the Mandalorian in the monologue, but there was no Mandalorian sketches. Do you think that yes. Pedro Pascal, I'm always interested in like when somebody shows up to SNL, I think that there's very much like uh, I'm going, I'm willing to do this. I'm not willing to do this. It seems unlikely to me that the writing staff wouldn't want to do any mandalorian right. star wars bits that that do you feel like that okay i will do snl i am not here to talk about the mandalorian pedro pascal is not in a bargaining position i don't think not quite yet uh i don't think so i don't think so i don't think like pedro pascal is such a hot get for snl that he gets to be like but i'm not doing the mandalorian uh, i don't think so I, and I love and I love him and I think he's great. I I'm, like, then I'm very surprised that they I wouldn't like do would be, anything Star Wars. I feel or, like it would be like it would be more an HBO or a Disney especially call, especially because there's a Mandalorian season that's right around the corner. Yeah, so I I think it's like who who brought him to SNL? Uh, like if he, if he's like if HBO is like if he's HBO's date to Saturday Night Live, I feel like he can't cheat on HBO with Disney. Because I, I don't know necessarily like what the synergy is. I'm trying to think about like uh, how often do we see people from the, you know, uh, Disney cinematic uh, TV universe on a show like SNL. But I mean, we were just coming off of Aubrey Plaza hosting uh, very recently. So I feel yeah. like that the HBO pipeline, uh, pipeline is strong. Yeah, it is strong. Do you think we might get Baby Yoda hosting SNL in the future? Well, they've is done Baby Yoda. Should that be Disney's they, counter move as a character? Yeah, that they've right. done that on uh, on SNL before. Wasn't that Bo and Yang as well? No, no, uh, Kyle Mooney. Oh, I miss Kyle Mooney. Yeah, uh, he I love Kyle Mooney. I thought Kyle Mooney was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, Pedro Pascal, everybody has his phone number. And if it's you, just let us know. Uh, uh, post at slash ask Robin Josh. Um, then there was the Hollywood quiz, which was really, it was like a, I it, love was like that. A, it was like a celebrity Jeopardy type game show that was effectively like, uh, let's just drag the fact that nothing is iconic anymore. <laughs> like nothing is memorable. Nothing stands out. 
uh, it's like a bunch of different uh, history of Hollywood. Uh, there's they make fun of podcasting too, so you gotta love it if you're a podcaster. Mm -hmm. uh, there's like one of the contestants is a podcast host, and Bo and Yang is unimpressed. Uh, and they're like, there's questions from the '70s about Mash. There's questions from the '80s, like things that are just like easily gettable. And then they're like, what's the top show on Netflix right now? Ginny mm -hmm. uh, and dot dot dot. Um, now you are the co-host of the of the venerable uh, nothing but Netflix podcast. Yes, with yes. Although th that Ginny in Georgia is not a show uh, that we have t talked about. Yeah, uh, and you just don't spend enough time on the interface necessarily to to see to just like sort of like uh, learn Ginny in Georgia by osmosis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did feel uh, like I, I was playing along with this sketch. Yes. Um, really, the thing that was very relatable was uh, when they said, OK, here's all these movies that came out in 1989. Name three movies that have come out in the last five years. Like, yeah. I was uh, right. I was right there with uh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. Uh -huh. Wednesday. Ginny uh, and Georgia is on its the, the another good joke there was that it was on its second season uh, and you didn't know it. And I was like, yeah, I didn't know that either. Uh, and is it an Amer It's a hundred percent American. Uh, it's a romantic TV drama. Yeah, free spirited Georgia and her two kids, Ginny and Austin, move north in search of a fresh start, but find that the road to new beginnings can be bumpy. Oh, it's like Last of Us. Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I feel bad for Austin, if I'm being honest with you, that Austin is not part of the 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 title. It's Georgia and her two kids, Ginny and Austin. Why isn't it called Ginny and Georgia and Austin? Is that a spoiler? Does something happen? I don't I, I don't know. Um, but it seems like that the like uh, streaming shows like don't like unless they totally break out. Uh, like uh, it seems like that they don't exist. Yeah, uh, pretty much. They got into some of the Oscar controversy with Andrea Riseborough in To Leslie. Are you the, hip? The, to wait, the, that was controversy. Yeah, are you hip to the Andrea Riseborough controversy? Josh, um, I, I didn't even never even heard the the name Andrea uh -huh. Riseborough before yeah. uh, this. What's uh, the controversy? So the Andrea Riseborough controversy. Is it, is it not fun to talk about? Because then no. we can just move on. Yeah. No, it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it's fine to talk about. So Andrea Riseborough is the star of a uh, a uh, a rather uh, largely unseen movie, uh, a a low budget indie film called To Leslie, uh, which was filmed, I believe, in the Albuquerque area with a lot of the the people from the at least a few people from the from the Better Call Saul Breaking Bad universe mm -hmm. as part of the crew, uh, and uh, apparently she's excellent in it, according to all of the the uh, the actors in Hollywood who went out and like stumped very hard for, for Andrea Riseborough, uh, that she is worthy of an Oscar nomination, but because the movie made Riseboro no money of the resistance, it, the movie made no money and there was like no awards budget in it. So it wasn't like getting into like the, the four year consideration screenings and that circuit and everything. And, uh, there was like this out of nowhere left field push to get Andrea Riseborough an Oscar nomination and she ends up getting Oscar nominated. And it's such a surprise that the Academy Awards have launched an investigation into how this could have been possible. 
Uh, they think it's like foul play that she got a nomination. I think effectively they think it's foul play that she got a nomination. There's like something like 9,000 voters, 9,500 voting members of the Academy uh, thereabouts. Uh, and she is able to get in with that number. Uh, and so I think uh, the Academy thinks it's sus. And then there's a lot of people in contrast to that being like, the whole thing is broke. What are we doing uh, targeting mm-hmm. Andrea Riseborough about this? Uh, but a few people who should have probably been in the conversation for an Oscar nomination, like Viola Davis for The Woman King, uh, Daniel Deadweiler for Till, especially that two black women who were like really prominently thought of as Oscar front runners this year were not nominated. And Andrew Riseborough gets there out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of hullabaloo about this. Uh, and so oh my God. it ends up making it onto uh, onto Saturday Night Live uh, mm-hmm. this week. Uh, so. Cheers to Leslie. Uh, should we watch to Leslie for the podcast? Probably not. Uh, I think it's. I think yeah. it's grim. I think it's pretty. Pretty. Dark. Yeah. The premise is not so great. Um, mm-hmm. So after the Hollywood quiz, the the big one was the Mario Kart. Uh, yes, I had seen that before. I even watched the show. Same. Uh, so this. So. So this would not have even come slightly close to being on my list of things that I would expect from Pedro Pascal on Saturday Night Live. It's like, you expect there's going to be a Last of Us sketch, but that they're going to do one Last of Us sketch, and it's Last of Us, but make it Mario Kart? This is not uh, something that I would have considered uh, SNL going in that direction. Yeah, so The Last of Us is based on a video game, and so they ultimately made another, like, sketch about like okay here's another show that's a video game that we're going to turn dark uh but to go to mario kart yeah to me it just felt like that i mean there there literally is a super mario movie coming out uh i just felt like that they could have gone with something that was a more obscure uh video game right well what, what did you think well, I do think that the 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 link between uh, the Last of Us and the Mario franchise indeed is the Mushroom Kingdom, right? It is right. The, there's mushrooms everywhere, so it does make sense. Uh, and certainly a Mario uh, a Mario property getting like something resembling like a grimy live action treatment is not unheard of. Yeah, uh, based upon the time you, me, and Akiva talked about the mm-hmm. Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo Mario movie. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I feel like that Bowser looked uh, <laughs> like right out of that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Keenan as Bowser, uh, uh, Yoshi and Toad coming out as bisexual in this. Uh, Toad, uh, Toad explodes. Toad dies because uh, he's getting uh, red shelled, and Pedro Pascal as Mario is like, you can avoid it. And Toad says, no, it's a red shell, bro. And this mm-hmm. was the only... I thought that the, the sketch had a lot of fidelity to the Mario Kart universe. Um, but uh, this was one where it missed me. He could have just, like, idled... like the red his, shell. Yeah, yeah. he could have idled, like, one of his... Like, if he had to have, like, a banana or a green shell or something, you can, like, idle it in the back of the cart and time it to to drop it when the oh, red shell... I didn't even shell. know that. Yeah. yeah, you can do moves. If it was a blue shell, he's dead if he's in first place. He doesn't have a choice. And even I think if he gets out of first place, if he was in first place when the blue shell was launched, it's over with. Mm -hmm. Um, We're big fans of the Mario Kart here in the post-show recaps universe. You know what I had never realized before, but I learned in the sketch uh, was that uh, I never thought, I never realized that Goombas were just uh, giant walking mushrooms. Mm -hmm. What do you think they were? I just thought they were Goombas. I never thought twice about it. 
I yeah. never I never looked at them and realized that they were mushroom shaped. I think I was so distracted by like the angry face and their strange little feet that it never yeah. occurred to me that their head is the, well, it, head. it is a mushroom kingdom. Yeah, and I, and yeah. it never connected for me ever. The ever thing in my that life. I never thought about was that they have shoes for legs. <laughs> me too. I never thought I heard it described that way. I just thought they had like th those were their feet. Uh, but yeah. no, actually, that they are um, they're actually their, their <laughs> legs, not their feet. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I had fun with it. I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty well written, uh, but I was surprised that that was all of The Last of Us content. Because um, mm -hmm. then we go from that to like this very weird hospital sketch uh, where Pedro Pascal was in an accident in Arkansas and he now speaks like this. It is from mm -hmm. LA. Uh, let's put a pen in that. Uh, put a pen in like that. The yeah. whole thing. Uh, it's just like everyone doing voices like that. And this is one of the first, I think this is the first time, first of a few times that Pedro Pascal breaks. Uh, mm -hmm. He's a breaker, Rob. He's a breaker. Uh, there's a couple of Pedro Pascal breaks over the course of this uh, SNL. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it's frowned upon for the cast to break, uh, even though I think like back in the day, they used to like uh, do it on purpose. Yeah, I felt like um, today in the steakhouse sketch, I felt like uh, that felt like that was on purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's like, hey, uh, if this isn't working, you just go for it. I actually did like that yeah. steakhouse sketch. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't really get this. Vo Is this a voice that a lot of people are doing? I don't know. It was very weird. I haven't encountered uh, anybody that talks like that. Never, never. Uh, I had never uh, myself encountered that either. Um, but uh, I laughed. I thought <laughs> Pedro Pascal was having a hard time doing it. And so I laughed. Mm -hmm. uh, that was probably of the ones so far. That was probably in, in last place. The high school assembly comes next. And this yeah. is where, uh, where Pedro Pascal is playing Mr. Ben. And everyone in the auditorium loves Mr. Ben. Uh, and Hurls, they're making fan cams about they're him. making fan cams of Mr. Ben. Uh, they tell him that his foot is always on their necks. Uh, they mm. call him, uh, I forget what kind of a king they call him. All sorts of stuff that Phil T could teach me, I feel like. Sure. Yeah. Are you speaking the language? I feel like you're hipper to this stuff than I am. Yeah, I think I had heard all those things before, except for fan cam. I had not heard that terminology before. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you know about Which the I... fan cam? No, uh, I guess so. That's like they make a video. They shoot videos of you and they put you in like funny backgrounds and make you look cute and, and stuff like that. Uh, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I want to be out here saying make a fan cam of me. Actually, no, I think that's probably no. not what I want to say. Uh, yeah. But I I did say it earlier. Yeah, uh, I I liked uh, someone telling him like, Mr. Ben, don't be upset because you're in your assembly era. Uh, I liked that his assembly era. Mm -hmm. Then Sarah Paulson is mysteriously here. Uh, mm -hmm. She just shows up for some reason mm -hmm. uh, as as Miss Jenny. And yeah. uh, uh, I did not know what her affiliation with any of this was. But here she is. Here uh, she is. The romantic interest of the teacher. I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. And so then they're the king and queen of the school. They unban fan cams. Did you like the fan cam sketch? Um, I, I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's about what I have for it as well. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really have commentary on it. I'm um, on the beach that makes me old. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have I, anything for I, it. I, I won't be making any fan cams no. um, anytime soon. 
I do feel like some uh, some like fan cams in the extended RHAP ecosystem uh, has probably happened. Uh, would be my guess. No doubt. No uh, doubt. Um, and I think that probably <laughs> many of our friends uh, have even uh, yeah. have been making them. Probably. Um, probably. But, <laughs> you know, for me, like I think there's uh, too much standing, and then uh, the, because then and also like the, there's the opposite of standing, uh, which also happens uh, too much. Sure. Um, then they, we we have the Super Bowl commercial, and the Super Bowl commercial is like a commercial for for Wing Pit. Uh, Wing Pit. Uh, where uh, a party Do you have Super Bowl plans? I don't. Uh, I've been trying to see if my friends are doing anything, and it doesn't seem like they are, unless mm-hmm. I'm just being. You have like a local out. crew that you I do. spend the Super Bowl with. Yeah, I have a local crew, and I don't think that we're get... like. I think we're maybe getting to the age where like the local crew isn't doing the Super Bowl anymore. Uh, so I don't know. Are you doing anything big for the Super Bowl? Are you getting in- inundated with a no, thousand I, chicken wings? No, we're having a few people over, but you know, I- I'm getting uh, like. I really like m- one of my favorite things to do is like, you know, uh, like uh, spend um, some, f- you know, time on Sunday and figure out, okay, what are, what are we doing? What are we going to, what are we going to make? And yeah. uh, I was having a frustrating conversation with my wife over, yeah, like I'm trying to get over from, the, from the whole, over the whole, the whole crew, like, uh, yeah. like hey, kids, Nicole, what do you, what do you all want? Like, uh, let me know what you want. And then, so it's like, uh, I, well, I want this. Well, I want this. I want this. I'm like, all right, well, then this is now too much. This is too much food. It's too much food. Um, it's too much food. And then it's like, well, you asked us what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah. I'm like, uh, are you really going to, you're going to eat shrimp cocktail and, and the chicken wing and, it's gonna and go to burgers waste. and a sandwich, like, and pizza. Like, do 70% we need- of that at least is not going to be consumed. Yeah, right. So I, I like uh, don't like wasting. Are you making executive decisions? Do you have a plan, or are you workshopping the plan? No, well, somebody's gonna be mad. Yeah, someone's gonna be mad. So I'll probably just make everything, and then at the end say, "See, we didn't need all this." Yeah, but then what if they're like, "But it's not what we wanted." It then becomes that you're the one yeah. who gets mad. Uh, oh, of course. Uh, yeah. And then they'll be like, "No, no, 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 we're gonna we're gonna eat it tomorrow." And then cut uh-huh. to seven days later when I'm throwing it all out. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. So, uh-huh. "Oh, I didn't know that was still in there." Yeah, it was. I do feel like this commercial, this sketch where they're just like getting like cement mixers, uh, like bursting through their windows and just launching chicken wings into their house, did feel real to the spirit of like uh, like a not humongous Super Bowl party, like the yeah. size of the room. Uh, like this is the type of thing that happens. I feel like is you just yeah. get you get so much more than you thought uh, you should have gotten, and it's just wasteful. And uh, it, you said it's kind. Of, it got dark. I think it did, and I think it often does. I think it, it gets dark, dark here around yeah. the Super Bowl. Um, it started off pretty good. I'm like, these are this is a pretty good deal. Yeah, you know, look good. It definitely put me in the mood for chicken wings initially, and then by the end of it, it's like I don't know that I want to look at that anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I want to. And but now I'm thinking about it today, and like maybe because I haven't eaten yet, I would do it. I would eat a bunch of chicken wings. Mm-hmm. Um, Coldplay sings next. You big Coldplay guy? I skipped it. <laughs> sk- I skipped it. So let me tell you the one thing that you missed was at one point Chris Martin's on stage and he's just doing the I'm Chris Martin, yeah. And just sort of like singing a little bit. Yeah. And they're and- still making the new music, Coldplay? You know what? In my heart, they're not. In my mm-hmm. heart, uh, you know, in my in my like old millennial heart, uh, mm-hmm. they stopped after a rush of blood to the head, and it didn't go on any further than that. But mm-hmm. I guess that they've continued doing things. 
and I really don't care for it. And I and I don't really respect it. And I do appreciate that it seems like Christopher Martin seems like a kind of is it Chris? Is it Christopher? Chris I, I always hear Chris, but Chris Martin, you know, he's the kind of guy that seems like he's just out here trying to make people smile and happy in an otherwise dark world. And I don't think that I've ever resented somebody so optimistic mm-hmm. in my life. Uh, but he's up there and he's just trying to be very positively uncoupled. Yeah, him. I have. Uh, and he's just up there being positive and singing his his silly songs. And then out of nowhere, a guy saddles up next to him wearing uh, a uh, like a like a, a Cyclops alien mask. Cyclops and, alien mask. And just starts you sure sort of like watching the Grammys. It just starts like shimmying next to Chris Martin as Chris Martin is singing, just like as if nothing weird has happened. And a man who like it looks like this is somebody who's famous from the masked singer has mm. has shown up. Uh, and I have no idea what's going on. And then like a bunch more like aliens and people like uh, dressed up in like sort of like uh, bright light sci-fi garb start showing wow. up and everybody's maybe this was the Mandalorian sketch. It could have been. It might have been. It would have been better if somebody showed up with a baby Yoda hat on for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, then the Coldplay does it again later on. And I have no additional notes about the Coldplay appearance here. Um, hmm. Coldplay sings. They probably uh, you know people who like Coldplay were happy. You do have a song called Aliens. Was this Aliens? Was that what it's called? Yeah, that's one from of the, 2017. Uh, one of the, no, no way. It's Coldplay. Uh, what did they sing? Uh, Coldplay will go down in history was one of the lines. We'll go down in history. What's the name of the song? The song is called Everyday Life, I guess. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Someone who watches Coldplay or listens to Coldplay anymore will know. I don't mean to yuck yeah. your yum. We're, just... we're not yucking their yum. You ever see Coldplay? Did you ever go to a Coldplay no, show? Rob? No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Um, weekend update happens. I didn't have a lot on Weekend Update. Did you have? A, do, are you a big Weekend Update guy? I am. It's still probably my favorite part of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I thought that there were some uh, some good jokes, and then the groundhog bit. Uh, yes. hit a little close to home. This was a little. There, there was a groundhog who was celebrating Groundhog Day and was venting about mm-hmm. uh, Groundhog Day and the plight of the groundhog. I did think of you in a key relatable. And Eric. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's one uh, news update that I uh, uh, that I thought was funny. Uh, they they made fun of uh, they they said they said that uh, that genetic engineering is bringing the dodo bird back to life. Uh, featured only at Arby's, which I thought was kind of mm-hmm. dark. We have the dodo. We have the dodo. But Arby's isn't. I don't need to get into it. Um, then Wait, there was you a, think that Arby's is disparaged? I don't think that. Ar- yeah, I didn't think it was totally too far. I didn't think it was totally fair to Arby's, but I don't want to be out here uh, defending Arby's. Yeah, John Stewart uh, did a lot of damage to the Arby's brand. Yeah, they've had a hard time, uh, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's a, there was a bunch of British rappers at the end of it, uh, and mm-hmm. like the oh, yeah. punchline kept being "I'm allergic to dairy." Yeah, uh, which <laughs> I thought it was pants. Yeah. I don't know why I liked it so much, but maybe it was because of the uh, like all like sort of like the little like swiping little knives, that they do. Yeah, yeah the tiny little knives. I thought was pretty funny. Uh, I was pretty punch drunk at the end of the 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 night. This is getting mm-hmm. pretty close to the end, so I, I thought it was pretty fun. Um, then there's one where Pedro Pascal is somebody's mom. This kind of reminded me of like a bad version of Adam Sandler's uh, mama. Yeah. Uh, Surprised they did this. Yeah, yeah me too uh so i have no notes there they yeah. go to they go to- i, I kind of thought that snl was uh like uh, like i feel like that for years it's like okay, like just put 
put a guy in a dress. Uh, uh-huh. That's that's uh, you know, and I feel like that. I thought like famously, I thought they stopped doing that. Yeah, this uh, didn't but, feel. This didn't feel like it. Uh, it didn't yeah. feel like it was it. Like, uh, is this 2023 or 2003? Maybe this was uh, actually the oh, last this, of us. Uh, this, this was Joel like from, circa his 36th. Yeah, birthday. this was this was Joel, um, and uh, this was the last SNL that was on before right. the, the the apocalypse. I think that sounds correct. In 2003, uh-huh. uh huh. We go to uh, we have the first of two restaurant sketches, and the restaurant sketches are back to back. They're the final two sketches of the night. Um, one is Sometimes An- they move stuff around after dress, I guess. Uh, Angelina restaurant where the whole joke is that everybody at the table, it's a bunch of women at the table and Pedro Pascal is the maitre d' and he's giving them all these big compliments. And then this one woman, he just keeps dunking on. He says, you're smart, but like it's passive aggressive. It's like backhanded compliment stuff. Mm-hmm. They like imply that she's like a like a, a troll who drives around on a Harley Davidson just eating bowls of chili by the handful. She mm-hmm. protests this, but then the final shot is her going off on a Harley Davidson eating mm-hmm. a bowl of chili like a monster. Yeah. So I like the second restaurant sketch a lot more. Yes, I did as well. The second restaurant sketch was making the rounds on uh, on uh, Bronzion's internet. Uh, it was uh, it was the 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 steakhouse where uh, I believe it's a uh, Ego uh, Wodim who who I don't know, but I need to find out more about her because she's hysterical. Yeah, uh, I thought she was amazing. Uh, where uh, she cook gets her steak, uh, she orders it extra, extra well, and she ends up like having to like saw through the steak in order to cut it. Uh, and the entire table is shaking like nobody's business, and everything is getting everywhere, and none of the actors are able to hold it together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and- what do you think that they were doing to make the table move? It, was there like some? Was there somebody like under the floor? You think? Like somebody... I think there were people like rocking the yeah. table underneath. Yeah, I think there's got to be like somebody like under the table that's just like waving it around. Mm-hmm. Uh, is probably the way that it would have had to go. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, it's a disaster. How do you take your steak? Not like that. Yeah, not like that. Uh, I'm like a medium rare guy. I medium guess. Rare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't really do the steaks too much anymore. It's bad for my gout. Uh, so I don't oh. I, I stay away from the beef these days. Uh, mm-hmm. But back in the day, uh, I, I really liked the line. Uh, I don't know why I have this written down in my notes, but she says at one point when her friend is trying to like hype her up and defend her and she's just like throwing all of these like sort of asides into the defense. She says, cook my meat. Uh, and I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. that was uh, my favorite line of the sketch. But this I had seen on on Twitter uh, had been making the rounds. Uh, so I felt like I'd already seen this one. Uh, mm-hmm. But everyone's laughing. I think like everyone's like super loopy at the end of the night. And they're like, I don't know. I can't I can't keep this together anymore. Then mm-hmm. um, it ends. That's the end of the show. Pedro Pascal says it was the best night of his life. Best night of his life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, OK. Hyperbolic or do you think he meant it? I bet it's very fun to, you know, host uh, SNL. Like, it's, it, there's uh, probably nothing like it. You're in every sketch. Like, people are just moving you around. They put you in a room. They're putting yeah. a different costume on you. Like, uh, go over here, read these cue cards. Like, I, I'm sure it is an experience unlike, uh, you know, when you are filming, like, a, t- a you know, a TV show, like a single camera, you know, show uh, or a movie. It's a lot of, like, okay, you're doing the same thing, like, a million times like yeah. say the same line and then do the coverage and now do the same thing from this angle 
Um, and this is like the antithesis of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure it was a very fun night. And I think I do think that, like, again, I feel the like once in a lifetime experience. Yeah. And I feel like it was like the once in a lifetime experience that he, you know, he was up there, like, I think really soaking in the moment of like, I can't believe this. This has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that, like, even all of the jokes of like, who are these people aside? Saturday Night Live is an institution. Uh, like, I think uh, like to the to the point of the Hollywood quiz. Even if you couldn't tell me who these people are anymore compared to like who was on SNL in the in the 70s and 80s and whatever. Uh, I think that um, I, I, I think that like being on SNL has got to be like that's like a real, you know, a notch in your belt when you're when you're someone like Pedro Pascal. So I'm sure it was a, a blast. I'm sure you had a great time. So that's SNL. I've got some headlines for you if you want to go through a few headlines. We could do a couple. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got a few. We don't have to go through a ton. There's just a lot of streaming stuff that's happened since oh. last we spoke. Uh, we can go through it quickly. Um, Paramount Plus with Showtime. Have you heard about this? Paramount Plus and Showtime are merging, and the name is Paramount Plus with Showtime. Wow. It's Paramount Plus with Showtime. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe they don't know any creative people that could help them with uh, coming up with a good name. What would you do if you could combine Paramount Plus and Showtime? Does anything come together for you super easily? I think I've got one. You yeah, ready? What is it? Yeah. Paramount Plus. And then you don't have to say with Showtime. I think you just have one of them swallows the other and probably it's Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Now with Showtime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think that there's nothing. I don't. I don't think that Paramount Plus and Showtime don't really go together. I think you you bake Showtime into Paramount Plus, but I don't think you can call it Paramount Plus with Showtime. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Paramount Plus Plus. Paramount Double Plus. Mm-hmm. It's like an A plus plus. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you know that you're the king of the streaming uh, arena. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. P plus plus. Mm-hmm. Param- uh-huh. Paramount Plus Plus. Triple P. Like, oh, yeah. what's the extra plus for? Well, well you got Showtime. Showtime. <laughs> You've got Showtime. Um, Showtime. Paramount Plus Plus, did you say? Showtime is making some moves. Did you see that? Uh, you got that Nicole Kidman. There are some. Uh, there are some major. There are some major things that are happening in the Showtime universe uh, under new executive Chris McCarthy. Uh, the soon-to-be-named Paramount Plus on Showtime has also picked up a political thriller with George Clooney is coming to uh, to Paramount Plus and Showtime. But the bigger deal is that they are expanding the franchises of Dexter and Billions. Yeah, uh, that's Rob. what we need. Yeah, um, that Dexter. They're doing a Dexter prequel. Uh, were you a big Dexter guy? I was a medium a Dexter, Dexter guy, guy uh, at at a, a point. Yes, uh, so they're doing the young Sheldon for Dexter. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna young Sheldon Dexter, and then they're making four different shows set within the Billions universe. Well, I'm conflicted because uh, I'm a fan of the real life Steve Cohen, uh, but four, know, yeah, four. four. Billions shows, trillions. And it sounds like four billion them. shows. Yeah, trillions. Trillions is going to be a show. Uh, no idea what that's all about. Um, some other streaming stuff. Uh, Peacock is removing their free tier. Uh, it's going to be paid plans only on Peacock. Do you think Peacock is ready for that? Wasn't like Peacock's whole thing that like you can watch us for free? Uh, like I don't know. You have Peacock to do- is the the streamer that I worry about the most. Josh. I'm cons- I stay up at night thinking about them. I wonder if every day, like uh, they renewed Traders season two. And I'm like, boy, I hope Peacock is around to see it. 
I think like Peacock is like, okay, well, we got traders. People are liking poker face. Uh, yeah. is that is that I don't want to be dark. I don't know what's going to be the first streamer to, to die. Uh, and we got to think about like, it because uh, it's inevitable, you know? Yeah. Death is a part of life. Yeah, it happened to Quibi. Uh, you know, it can happen. It happened to CNN Plus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it's just like, and then and what happens? Well, I guess the good news there is that, like, it happened already. So, like, you know, um, it's not like a Peacock would be the first. Uh, but mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, Peacock removing the free tier, I felt like that was a big draw. I don't know that the traders and, uh, and Poker Face are enough uh, to, like, be like, hey, you got to pay for this now. They're they're uh, you know Bel Air is great. Uh, is that enough to make it a, a uh, to remove the free tier? They've got uh, Mrs. Davis coming up, which I know you're very excited about. Mrs. Davis mm -hmm. coming up, sure. Uh, sure. So I don't know. I don't know if that's quite quite enough. They've got the Yellowstone uh, streaming rights, so maybe they feel like they they can do. do that. I thought that was Paramount Plus. No, it's a big whole thing, and in fact, that leads us nicely into to this bit of news. Did you hear that Yellowstone might be ending, Rob? The yeah, biggest, well, that the biggest show on TV. Costner uh, doesn't want to do it anymore. Kevin Costner doesn't want to do it anymore. It appears. It appears that Kevin Costner has been fighting with Paramount, saying, "I only want to film one week of Yellowstone, uh, the second half of season five. He just wants one week, and so his demands are making it very difficult for Yellowstone to get made. And Paramount is considering uh, destroying Yellowstone." And continuing the, the continuing the franchise in other iterations, and it actually does make some sense for them to do this because the streaming rights for Yellowstone are very complicated. Paramount Plus does not have the streaming rights and probably never will to Yellowstone because they were uh, signed away to Peacock once upon a time before mm -hmm. Paramount Plus was even really a thing. So Peacock gets the Yellowstone streaming rights. Paramount Plus does not. Kevin Costner doesn't want to do Yellowstone anymore. So Paramount's incentivized to say, all right, fine, we'll end Yellowstone and we'll just do like, we'll take all the yeah, characters we've from Yellowstone made the brand. and right. we'll make new shows. We've got it. We don't need Kevin Costner anymore. So I think Kevin Costner might be playing himself. Played himself. Yes, yep. uh, I think that's possible. How about Netflix? Game. Is yep. Netflix playing itself with these sign-in changes, uh, which I'm sure that you uh, you and Chappelle have have, uh, have No, discussed. we really haven't talked about that too much. I and mean, people are very upset about that. So the sign-in change seems to be the password sharing crackdown yeah. is that like uh, every 30 days you have to sign into your home network. Otherwise you get booted, but then people rebelled on the internet and Netflix said, no, that was uh, the intern wrote that. That's not real. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not been implemented in the United States. So this password changing thing that's been making the rounds apparently isn't actually happening, Rob. Uh, but people were people were upset. People were not thrilled to hear about the. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like can, this is Netflix's thing. Like, this is not a thing to get away. Like, uh, sharing the password is like part of the part of the product. Part of the I thing. Like. See, yeah. I don't share my password with anybody. But I was at um recently visiting my family, and then uh, like my mom was saying about her, she's like, well, oh, you know, she was like, set up my Fire Stick, and I did it, and she was like, yeah, oh, like uh, I'm like, well, mom, well, you got to sign into Netflix. She's like. Yeah, you know, I'm on your brother's account, but he has my Apple Plus. And so the, I guess that this is like a thing that families do. I don't tr like I'm just the, I guess the only sucker out here paying for all these streaming services.
Do you have um, do you have different accounts for the different members of your family on profiles? Netflix? But yes, I mean, you know, I'm not yes, paying multiple yes. accounts. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a profile for my mom. I got a profile for Emily's family too. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't I don't really share the password. But some people do. Some people do. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people really like that. And so, uh, but also like the idea of you have to sign into your home network every yeah, that 30 sounds days. Annoying. I'm gonna be furious if I have to sign in again. It's like a, I'm, I don't remember. It's me. Password, you know, you know me. You know, like I feel like uh, I don't know what like you know assorted stuff is in there. Uh, and I think that also like uh, what about the people who are traveling? People who are you know the. Uh, th there's like uh, you know, the, the world is mobile now, Rob. Yeah. You might not be with your home network. They must be days. making too much money because they dropped it very quickly. I like if it was actually an issue, they would be like, no, no we really need you to do this. But the mm -hmm. fact that they were like, no, oh, no, 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 okay, uh, all right, let's just everybody forget we said anything. They must yeah. be doing really well. Netflix is having a hard time in the press right now between Why? the the password sharing and then also everything that's going on with the Squid Game reality show. Are you paying attention? What, what, to what happened with the Squid Game reality? <laughs> the Squid show? Game reality show apparently is a disaster. Uh, apparently, hmm. the um, the contestants died. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think I think like uh, I don't know that they died. But I think that they've had a very difficult time uh, in a way that was not uh, explicitly clear to to them that the that the conditions are apparently like arctically cold, uh, that they've been uh, left freezing in cavernous airplane hangars. Uh, they've uh, 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 the, the onset medics have been called repeatedly to a scene that one contestant described as a war zone. Playing yeah. out you in know frigid what? temperatures. You this can't according show to up a, for Squid Game a and Variety complain. Deep Dive. You showed up for the Squid Game. <laughs> you watched the show where they people showed up and they <laughs> killed them, and then you showed up. Like, oh, I didn't know it was going to be like this. I didn't know this Squid Game was like. I, you Who literally showed up for Squid Game. Who could have guessed that this whole thing was a bad idea? Moron. <laughs> I didn't know that they were going to treat us poorly. It's just 456 of us, and I thought we were all going to be treated well. Who could have known? Who could have known that it would have been a bad idea? Uh, mm -hmm. Anyway, that's what's kind of happening with the streamer. Some of those HBO shows that got pulled uh, have indeed been rescued by, uh, by like, the Roku channel and Tubi, these ads for networks for now. Yeah. So you can now watch Westworld season four again, but you got to watch it with commercials. Uh, you know. I don't even know how they did that because there weren't even commercials in the first one. I don't know. I think that they're. I I should check one out just to see like where like is it going to be in the middle of like an Anthony Hopkins monologue? We just like get an ad for Caesars, Little Caesars. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of sounds great. Maybe that would finally convince me to do Little pizza, Caesars. Pizza, pizza. Yeah, pizza, pizza. Um, more headlines, but that's basically it. Uh, we've got a lot that I'm sure that we're going to get into next week with the mailbag. People can send in their feedback that way to postshowrecaps.com slash ask Rob and Josh postshowrecaps.com slash ask Rob and Josh. If you've got any headlines you want us to talk about, you can submit those. If you've got any questions about TV and movies that uh, Rob and I have covered together, uh, we've got those. Uh, we could we could do that as well. Anything that you want us to get into in the TV and movie space, we will get into postshowrecaps.com slash ask Rob and Josh. Rob, uh, what else is going on? How's MILF Manor? Give me the full No, we just watched on one episode happening. of MILF Manor. No more. Um, That's it. Yeah, that was just one and done. Okay. Um, and so a one-night stand uh, with the MILFs. With the MILF Manor, um, yeah. And then we also, you know, Groundhog Week, uh, Survivor 44. I talked about Australian Survivor with Shannon Gus this week. How's Australian Survivor been? It's, it's good. It's building. Um, you know, it's a 
fans versus favorite. Well, it's, it's heroes versus villains is the theme, but it's also like fans versus favorites and that there's like eight all-stars and you know how Australian survivor does it where yes. uh, it, it is a true squid game in that there's like, uh, <laughs> the, it, well, first there's 456 people. You're right. going to get yeah. to know about eight or nine of the players <laughs> and everybody else is a bunch of red shirts that are going to yeah, like sure. not, don't worry about them. They died. Yeah. It's not important. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. So uh-huh. uh, that's how, that's how they do it, which is I, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Is it true on Survivor Forty Four? By the way, there's a contestant named Josh Wiggler. Is that a is that a thing? Is there some? <laughs> no, this, is, this is broken. I, I really, the, I, I talked about this. I, I felt like they, 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 they might have really been trying to troll am you. I, I don't know. You might, have done, you might have done something to irk them, um, <laughs> because there is both a Carolyn Weiger, not uh-huh. Tyler Weiger. <laughs> There's a Carolyn Weiger, and there's a Josh Wilder. It's so close. There's a Weiger, and this is a guy. This is there's a Weiger, and there's a there's literally a Josh Wilder. What did I do wrong? I don't know. You would like think of, like I feel like they're just trying to like uh, for some reason they're just trying to like get, get you mad. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I wish I wish everybody involved the best. Uh, like oh, but... oh, you thought you were gonna ignore us? Mm. <laughs> What if you see your name? Uh... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what that broke through my filters. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Filters. It's like, uh, like, oh, we found the guy, uh, Rob Sestergino. <laughs> yes. Let's put him on the show. Uh, well, I hope they're great. I hope they're great, and I hope they do really well. All right, so lots mm-hmm. of fun stuff happening in the Survivor universe uh, with with Rob. Tons of fun stuff happening here on Post Show Recaps, in addition to the Last of Us coverage, which we've got so much Last of Us coverage going on. You oh is returning to Netflix this week, uh, yeah. and uh, Latanya and Marissa, they are covering it. They will have a, a recap of the season premiere of the final season, part one, uh, this week, and then next week they will have binged the whole thing, and they'll be talking about it there uh plenty of other shows are are happening dear edward on apple tv plus jason and marissa are covering uh extraordinary on hulu sasha and jason are taking that down that's a superhero comedy that people are really enjoying uh so check all of that out rob we will be back next week with our mailbag anything else no uh that's all i have but this is fun this is a great time all right folks we'll be back to answer your tv and movie questions next week until then take care bye-bye